0: This is Robert Estrin at LivingPianos.com with a series of videos, reading music versus playing by ear. We have a special guest, Scott Houston, The Piano Guy. Hey, say hello to everybody, Scott. Hi,
1: Robert. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me on. This ought to be fun chatting about this for a while.
0: It's a real pleasure. A lot of you may know Scott from his many videos and television program on PBS, The Piano Guy, as well as his books, Piano in a Flash, Scott is the perfect person for this series because Scott educates thousands of people all over the world on how to play by ear and how to play chords and popular styles. And of course, my background is in classical. So today we're going to have a special show for you, three reasons to play by ear. We're gonna cover each one of these for you and uh, see if there's some nice tips for all of you on both sides, people who play by ear and people who play from the music. So the first, quest, first thing is, Popular songs, to play popular songs, what is it about playing by ear that you need for popular songs? Well, I'll give you my take first, then we'll hear from Scott. Well, popular songs oftentimes are first conceived by jamming together and later on, after the record's produced, somebody goes and writes it all in the sheet music. Now, if you've ever tried to decipher the sheet music, oftentimes it just doesn't sound that good because it's not the original. Also consider that oftentimes sheet music is just a piano vocal arrangement where you might have a whole band, so it doesn't always translate well. So there's a good place for the being able to play by ear, to pick something up and make your own arrangement. I was wondering what your thoughts are about that, Scott.
1: Well, you nailed it, Robert. That's exactly the point. And a lot of times I think people that have, you know, all of their training was traditional classical lessons. There's this kind of obligation to think they need to see it written to be able to play it. And even if it's not actually purely playing, you know, by ear, when we say, oh, I don't need anything, I'm just going to, you know, hear it and start playing it, that's pretty rare. But but you know, to be able to play from something called a lead sheet, and, like, chord symbols that you talked about, that really gives you the freedom to kind of s- play it stylistically correctly because just exactly like you said, and a lot of people aren't aware of this, I hope this is going to be a real aha moment for a lot of the viewers here, that, you know, what you read in a, in a traditional piano vocal or, you know, in a lot of sheet music, you know, the, the composer had nothing to do with that, right? It's not like, tr- you know, old classical, you know, great repertoire where we really have original manuscripts to go to. In the case of pop tunes, you know, you know whoever it may be Taylor Swift may write a tune well you know who the, by the time it gets out on a piece of sheet music that you're reading some staff arranger at some publishing company did that not Taylor Swift what Taylor Swift really did was wrote a melody line with some chord changes and that's the that's the the DNA of the song and so with the exception of a uh, yeah with the exception of just a couple cases where i mean there are some things that are like uh oh, what's a good example here let me um Oh, like an Elton, you, you know. There's some things like. You know, some jump, something like that. There's there's a few things that are really piano-written tunes that may have a, a couple measures that really need to kind of be played verbatim if you want them to sound like the recording. But boy, the other 95% of it, you really just want to be kind of be playing background or, or chords with a melody line. And so, so I guess the, to close this this question off, it's really, by learning to play with some chords and all, it frees you up to really sound a lot more authentic not sound. You will you will be playing more authentic to what the tune really is rather than trying to read some kind of hack staff arrangers. What makes it
0: even more complicated is that they always try to put the melody line, usually, occasionally, you'll get sheet music that doesn't have the vocal line in it. It just has the accompaniment. (laughs) Right. And then you're supposed to have a singer. And then if you're trying to play a solo piano, it doesn't work at all. Then the opposite is also true. If you're actually accompanying a singer, you don't want to double every one of the melody notes that the singer's already singing. So they really don't work very well for a lot of things. <laughs> So uh, I think uh, we kind of are, are in agreement on this, huh?
1: Yeah, that one point may be worth the, the price of admission for this whole video is the point, and this is, always shocks me, is that when people say, hey, you know, when you're playing solo style and not accompanying, you want to play every note in the melody line. And then it's, the, it's 180 degrees opposite. When you're accompanying someone, you don't want to play the melody line because you don't want to step all over the singer or whoever, to, whether it's you singing or, or you're accompanying for someone else. So, yeah, you need to leave the melody line out. That's a hot tip for sure.
0: Beautiful. Now the next thing we're going to talk about is improvisation now to be able to read music is kind of the antithesis of improvising now you had mentioned using a lead sheet which is a terrific way because after all pop players jazz players country players rock players A lot of times we'll use a lead sheet for the basic chord structure and take off from there but to give you an extreme example I've seen classical musicians who can't even you know play happy birthday you know because they (laughs) never improvise it's totally alien to them so uh, I think it's right up your alley to for someone like yourself and what you teach to be able to help people to improvise What, what do you think about that
1: well, it is, and playing from a lead sheet, and, and again learning chord changes, and learning how to play from chord changes, it's really that's kind of the crawling and walking before you learn to run in the world of improvisation, right? Improvisation isn't just this, you know, wildly free, just play anything you want at any time. For people that have never kind of peered into that world, what improvisation is 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 creating a, mel- a melodic line, but you're still playing over the chord changes, Robert. So you know, by you you've, you've mm-hmm. got to know the chord changes to a tune, or you really can't improvise to it. And and I think by just doing that I think it's the it's kind of the foundation you need. Learning your chords, learning to play from lead sheets. It's kind of a foundation that that very naturally leads you into Starting to improvise and doing that, and I also think there is a a point to be made. Your your comment, you, you stole my thunder with the with the birthday <laughs> comment. I say that all the time. <laughs> I used to, I used to say that to get everyone's attention. Sometimes I'd be in a room and uh, you know with a lot of uh, traditional piano players, and I'd say, "Who wants to come up and play Happy Birthday without any music?" And ah. and uh, you know it was kind of a, a, a moment of, of truth for everyone. But I say you know, and that's okay. That's There's right. nothing. It's just it's it, that's a situation where it's just nothing you've ever been trained to do. But uh, Th- to to close this one off, I think the value in that is is to realize that because it's not black ink on white paper doesn't mean it's not music, right? The 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 written notation is nothing more than a recording of music. Music's what we play, right? I mean that's the it's the sound we make. That's the music. You know, sheet music is nothing more than a recording of music. So I think that's a healthy thing. That that is a it's really tough sometimes to get uh, people that have had nothing but traditional lessons to kind of accept that that oh, you know, I've got to separate the fact that, that that what I'm playing might not be what I'm reading. So I think that's, that's a huge right. important point.
0: I think uh, something that is missed in classical circles is that almost all the great composers were improvisers, but we only have the recordings on the paper because there was no audio recording back then. So then the sanctity of the score is elevated to the point where people don't realize that improvisation is always been a part of classical music so now moving on to the last of the three points today the three reasons to play by ear is instant gratification now something i love to do with folks who've never improvised as a matter of fact even people who have never played the piano whether it's a young child or an adult is i sit sit them down at the piano I go on the left hand side of the bench and give them the high notes on the top, and a lot of times, if there are people around, I'll whisper in their ear so people have no idea what we're doing. It's almost like a party trick, and I'll say in their in their ear very, very gently, I'll say, "Play only black keys, because you know what? They all sound good together. You can't hit a wrong one. And then I will tell them, play loud and play in this register because I don't want them to play the the very highest notes don't really project so well and almost always particularly if they don't have any piano background I'll say play stronger because a lot of times they're just barely getting the key down and once they project a melody more often than not, something magical happens. Suddenly, I give them a little kind of a groove on the bottom and they start taking off to much to their surprise and everyone else's surprise, particularly if they've never played a note in their lives. And that's just one example how you can have instant gratification with improvisation. I know you have many techniques for this, Scott. I'd love to hear from you some of the, the uh, things that you do for people who really have limited or no experience uh, with and how you can Get instantly, uh, instantly good results.
1: Well, that's right, Robert. And you know the situation. It's an, an analogy that I use uh, a lot. It's kind of a funny thing, but but you know if if you want you know, if, if somebody's all, to get somebody excited about wanting ice cream, they have to know what ice cream tastes like, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like telling somebody, oh, you know, you got to work so hard to get this wonderful treat, and they're like, well, I don't even know what it, whether it's something I want, right? And for for adults, I find that particularly important that some, you know, uh, most adults that are taking piano lessons are never going to go do this for a living, and they're not doing it as a career. Instead, they're saying, look, I want to just sit down and have some fun playing piano. I want to sit down behind this piece of furniture I've been dusting for the last 20 years, and, and you know, I want to do some playing, and and, and for that reason, we I just think it's a phenomenally faster route to say, look, I can teach you three chords in about five minutes. You know, I mean, how hard would it be if, for me to say, here's, you know, a C chord and an F chord and a G chord. I mean, just something simple like that, and I won't waste time on this video doing it. But, but to do that you, you know, by doing that, you've all of a sudden given somebody the chord changes to probably, you know, 70 or 80,000 songs. And I'm not suggesting that that's all you ever want to do by any means. And everybody says, oh, so that's the secret. And I say, no, it's just a great, fast way to tell somebody, and to not even tell, to to get somebody experiencing, just like you mentioned with, you know, playing up and down black notes and playing pentatonic scales and whatnot, to say, you know, if you can taste it a little bit, you start understanding why it tastes so darn good, and then that kind of gives you the incentive to want to keep going.
0: There you go. So there's a whole lot of reasons to play by ear. And you know, it is incredibly rewarding and fun. And playing with other musicians is a ton of things. And we're going to explore more in some future videos in this series. And I want to thank you again. Once again, this is Scott Houston, The Piano Guy. You can read his books, Piano in a Flash. You can see the locators of where you can reach Scott and see his materials. And uh, we'll uh, join us next time here at livingpianos.com, your online piano store. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And thank you, Scott.
1: Thanks, Robert. It was really fun. I appreciate it.